Welcome to Reptile Fight Club. It is me, Justin Julander, your host. And here in the digital space with me, Mr. Chuck Poland. What is up? Not much. How are you? Doing well. Doing much better today. Got my proposal nice. off, out of my hands. So hopefully some more funding coming my way to keep me employed for another and who year. are you proposing to? Uh, the NIH. Ah. They're my, my true love. Ah. <laughs> uh, they keep me, keep me in, in uh, a job, so yeah, got to love them. <laughs> it kind of is your alley. Yep, I'm part of that broken system that's just, <clears throat> you know... <laughs> I mean, uh, you're not a government employee. I'm at least a government employee. If oh, you're going to wow. talk, oh man, participant in a broken system. You need to take uh, that system down. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Calm down, man. As a as a government employee, I can neither <laughs> these the uh, neither support or dissent on anything that has been said in this broadcast. Yeah. Thank you. The opinions expressed by Chuck are his alone and do not represent correct. the U.S. government. That is correct. <laughs> uh, well, how's life treating you? You guys uh, not warming bad. up out there? Yeah, it's hot. It's hot here it's too. Hot. Yeah, it got really hot pretty quick. It was such a mild spring and summer, and then it just went back to how it usually is. So, <laughs> I yeah, it's I mean, not a big surprise. <laughs> it's uh, you know, it's almost August and it's hot as fucking San Diego. That's yeah, pr- pretty so much how it goes. Expected. So yeah. 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 Do you? I guess. Uh, I guess. Are you far enough away from the ocean that you don't get the the kind of mm. seventy degrees? So I'm. Yeah. So I'm west side of the mountains, but I'm still inland of the ocean. So yeah. the kind of the area we're at, kind of, I feel like gets kind of a corridor breeze, but no, mm. it's not like. Um, it's not like uh, like when I when I drive onto the island when I when I go over the bridge. I mean, it's like if you have the windows down, it's like instant like ten degree temp drop. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just like it's, it's the second you too. hit it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah. So it's funny because like I would say like the island is ten degrees cooler than Chula Vista, and Chula Vista is probably. 20 degrees cooler than over the mountains, oh, which yeah. is like, you know, Campo, Borrego Del Zura, and, yeah. Borrego, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's all desert I on the other that side. Place, but man, that will melt you. Oh, yeah. And in, in the day. summer, like, yeah, yeah, well, I love Borrego in the spring yeah, when it's yeah. not, you know, sweltering, horrible. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. deserts are horribly hot and horribly cold. Um, yeah. So yeah. extreme. Uh, yeah. And catching them at their extremes is no fun. Yeah, yeah. Yep, it bakes your brain. But that can mm-hmm. be a good thing sometimes. I, I like to get, uh, you know, Bane break, baked that, by that, the that, desert. Bleh, uh, that did not work out. <laughs> I tried. Uh, <laughs> I tried. Desperately, I tried. So. Oh, man. I'm, I'm excited to get back out herping sometime, but I don't know how soon. It was overcast the other day. I was really tempted, but I... Spent time with Heidi instead. So, yep. Sometimes you got to make that choice, right? That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> oh, I was watching the oh the on YouTube um, the Catch It guys. Have you seen their stuff? Mm-mm. Catch It like 
I'm pretty sure that's what their their name is on YouTube. But anyway, they um, they came to Utah and like mm-hmm. they found everything like in the the more montane stuff like further north and uh, yeah. So we found everything in St. George, so I can't yeah. complain. But they found like in the in the same day they got like a milk, a ring neck. Uh, I cu- I think they got a couple milks, including one with this bright red head. Um, that my buddy, uh, got, you know, that, uh, he, he flipped, but, oh, it was incredible looking. And yeah, I'm like, dang it. I need to find a freaking I mean, neck. And, and they found a couple mountain Kings further South, like, uh, and you know, they had, they had some pretty good guides, I think, but I think they, yeah. they were driving along and found a spot and said, we're going to look here. And they found a couple milks and, uh, <laughs> I think that might've been where they found the ring neck. So, and they, they were saying, oh, this is a Canyon or a, sorry, a County that's not well known for these, you know, and, and you could mm-hmm. hear like cars driving by on the, like on a pretty, you know, pretty quick. Busy. You know, yeah, you yeah, hear, yeah. Yeah. I hear the traffic going by. So. Like, man, that's, that's cool. You know, more power to them. I, I love it when people like just say, yeah, that looks good. I'm going to look there and they find stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. So this, this year was a good year for that kind of stuff. I think a lot of people found mountain Kings except me. And a lot of people found like <laughs> milk snakes except me, um, stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, crazy stuff. Yeah. They found a, a green snake, smooth green. I think it's smooth. Maybe it's rough, but yeah. One of the green snakes that occurs here. Um, cool stuff. It makes me uh, wish, but my not you. Lasted three yeah. or four months. Yeah, I haven't found a green yet either. I, I have seen a green when I was a kid. I found one in a tree when I was little, but it's been a long time since. Been then. a while. I'll find another one. Yeah, but I need to spend more time in the area where they're from because I haven't really done any herping in those mm-hmm. areas. So. Yep. yep, can't can't be. Can't be uh, hating on anyone else's finds when you're not out there looking, huh? Exactly. Yep. Uh, we spent a lot of time down in su- southern, southwestern Utah and found some yeah. good stuff. So that, yeah, that, I'm happy with that. I'm yeah, happy. no, that's. I'm I not mean, begrudge anybody I, I, their finds and be sad about not finding stuff, but yeah. it gives you motivation. To well, I mean, <laughs> if you had to make big finds, where would you rather do it, northern or southern Utah? Oh, I love the desert stuff. Southern See? Utah. Yeah, yeah, me too. And I think that's, that's kind of what's what's you know been a major hindrance to me finding some of this stuff is I mm-hmm. I never thought about mountains when I thought about herping. Like I always wanted to go to the desert. Like desert stuff's that's my jam. You know, like I like yeah. it. But now lately, I'm starting to get more into the mountain stuff after doing those trips down to southern Arizona, finding the montane rattlesnakes. You know, yeah, I'm like. Okay, maybe the mountains aren't so bad. And then I, you know, I'll see all the people finding mountain kings. I'm like, yeah, that would be cool to find one here. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I did look a little bit, but you know, not not uh, enough to find one yet, I guess. <laughs> so fair, yeah. What do you do? I'm, I'm thinking maybe you know September, October, maybe getting out there. Eh, I don't know if I'll have time in October, but September potentially for a trip, kind of central Utah, looking for mountain kings. Um, nice, yeah. So, uh, last, uh, eggs hatched out. I, I actually sexed out the, uh, inlands yesterday and it's a pretty even split males to females. So nice. nice. Holy yeah. smokes. So hopefully they get feeding as easily as last year's that they, mm-hmm. they did pretty well. And then, uh, got a pretty much all the anteresia separated out. I think I have one more clutch that I got to get separated out they're they're all together for a little while longer and then 
Yeah. Um, start getting them all feeding. I, so far, so good, except for the pygmies. Like pretty much all this, uh, the uh, children's and spotteds that I have set up have taken food first try. <laughs> like now, you know, there's a couple <clears throat> that maybe be their holdouts, but pretty much all of them have eaten. In, in your in your breeding succession uh, over time, do you feel like they've gotten easier? You know, the clutches mm-hmm. successively have gotten easier for you to get going for, for those species. Like, do you feel like once you kind of lock a species on, it kind of like gets a little easier? I, I think so. I mean, I think, you know, at least with the, the Westerns, um, the, the Western stems, um, seems like there was, uh, you know, where I, where I had some, some stuff that was, you know, less established or whatever, you know, whatever mm-hmm. you want to say there. And the first, uh, you know, first years for F1 generation, they, they did better than the parents. And then the second generation did better than the F1. So mm-hmm. yeah, it just keeps improving. And, and yeah, maybe that's a, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to quantify, I guess, and say, yeah, they're better, uh, um, maybe I just don't remember, but it seems like I struggled pretty hard, mm-hmm. but you know, I don't know that I did everything the same. And, you know, I think these are some pretty good topics for, <laughs> for fight club. You know, we can talk about, mm-hmm. um, domestication or, you know, if things get easier as, as you get established in captivity, or if that's just a local thing where they're used to your set it set up and, you know, they do better, but if you'd ship them to somebody else, maybe they'd revert. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's hard to, some of those things. And then, What's the other one? Um, uh, how to how to do that properly, or how to you know s- determine that in a realistic manner? You know how to set up an experiment. I, I don't know. I've been thinking about that a little bit. I don't know how to make a Fight Club topic out of it yet, but maybe we'll get back to that. Yeah. And then there was another one in there, but it's lost my it's fled from my brain. <laughs> Bye. So long. Farewell. Yeah. So. We'll yeah. see it again. I, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. It's in there. It's somewhere. Somewhere right. rattling around. <laughs> That's right. If I don't write it down. It'll buzz you. Usually. You just <laughs> yeah. have to almost step on it. Uh-huh. You got to have a dream and wake up and write it mm. down. Or yeah. Ah. Whoa. That's what it was. That's right. Yeah. Um, so. But yeah, it was it was cool to see, uh, <clears throat> to see people finding some cool stuff in Utah and um, you know, herping in Utah, it's a great place to herp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's been pretty good. Definitely. Uh, one of my buddies said it's a great place except for the Zion Curtain. He said that's what may be keeping people out. I don't know. I don't mind it. It's 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 cool with me, but <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't know that it packs things too much. But that was, uh, yeah, I still feel that. like you got plenty of state to share. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're okay. Yeah, I mean, I. I, you can be indignant about Californians moving there. I'm okay with that. Oh, but, yeah, of but, course. You know, Everybody's got to yell about Californians moving yeah. there. But at least, you know, let us come see your national parks and then go back. <laughs> yeah, Us us who will, shall return from where we came from can come <laughs> yeah, visit, you're not, right? you're not the problem, right? Yeah. Although I try not to. might get be. hassled or harassed if you got plates, you know. That's fair. That's fair. Plates. Yeah. That's why I train mixed martial arts, man. <laughs> uh, is that a Mr. Miyagi thing? You train so you don't have to fight? That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's why we, tra- we, we train like we fight. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, unfortunately, we do train like we fight. I hurt my calf. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I, I strained my calf another, last another week. Another injury, yeah. 
Yeah. So, so that was, uh, that was unfortunate, but you know, it's just, I don't know, man, I'm getting old. Like (laughs) I gotta just kind of chalk it up to like, yeah, I mean, so what was I, Oh, I rode my bike to work the other day and I'm going to ride again tomorrow, but yeah, my butt was (laughs) feeling sore. Like, like I even had the padded, you know, biking shorts and everything, but man, it's, yeah, it's not. Well, no, I mean, and, and, and I strained my calf, not so, you know, you would think somebody kicked the shit out of me or something like, no, that's not what happened. I went to actually kick some tie pads. And when I went to throw the kick, I felt something in my calf go. Yeah. yeah so literally just from pushing off, I, yeah. I injured myself. So I injure myself uh-huh. in mixed martial arts. That's how good I am is, is the battle is all internal. Yeah. I am my own training partner. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's that's, ridiculous. That's the yeah. way it goes so. after 40, I'm afraid. Yep. So yeah. I, I, if nothing else, I am just a symbol to my training partners that you need to take care of your body <laughs> because it will, it will fail you in, in your later years if you don't. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I felt, I felt pretty good on my ride, but then got back and compared my times from 20, what, 16, 18, last time I was driving, riding, uh, frequently. And yeah, they were quite a bit slower. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I mean, was that, were you comparing the first time you rode to the first time you rode? It was like the, yeah. 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 Yeah, Give yourself some time, man. Give it a little bit of time, but yeah, yeah. I need to, I need to be consistent. Remember, show that young you what the (laughs) older you is made out of, you know, that's, that's, (laughs) that's what it's about. Yeah. That's what it's about. You're so competitive. I got to believe that you're willing to, to try and beat the younger you. You know what I mean? I'm trying to give it like trying to get over that a little bit, but yeah, I I have a hard time. No, don't do that. I got to be be the same speed as I was when I was younger. Well, it's hard. All right. So, uh, yeah, I don't think you, you, I don't think you'll, that's a successful strategy because I have not been able to do it, but, uh, but definitely, you know, pushing, pushing your, you know, not, not, uh, succumbing to age, man. That's, yeah. uh, I, do, I don't know. We do hard I, stuff. You know? When I did the, uh, trip to, um, New Zealand, my, my uh, cousin brought his friend and he was, he was like probably good 10 years older than me, but he was in, like on fire in shape, like walking up trails up straight uphill, you know, just yeah. dusting me I'm like, yeah. holy crap. I want to be like him when I'm 50 something, you know? Yep. Yep. Ah, that's true though. Take care of your bodies. Cause you know, that comes easy when you're young. It doesn't come yep. so easy when you're old and you think, Oh, I'm just going to train for it. But then you tweak your calf and you, yeah, it, out it, or something. you think you leave all that <laughs> dumb shit that you do back in your younger years, but no, it just yeah. accumulates in your body and then shows up later, like all at once. Right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. Enough talk about yeah about yeah <laughs> senility and back to snakes or something. Yeah. <laughs> um. My I've got one more clutch incubating. Uh. The uh, California king snakes. So, oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. It's a. Uh, so that'll be fun to see those guys. What are you doing around. with that? Um. I've I'm I, I'm want to release some back into the back into where I collected the female from. Just That'd be cool. To, 
reduce my impact. Although it's it's hard. It's a hard call because it's yeah. a developed area, you know. So uh, release them back into a developed area mm. with the chance that they're just going to get hit by a car or you know yeah, killed yeah. by a hoe or something like that. Killed not by a, a hoe. Not, not that. Damn. Not the way what a cold it. way to go out getting killed by a hoe. Oh, Justin. There, thank there are a lot of prostitutes damn, in there. Thank you. <laughs> that, that was it. That was it. That's... Killed God by a damn, hoe. you're on fire. You're not kidding. Oh, man. All right. All right. But uh, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm planning on releasing some of them. I'm going to get, you know, I'm probably going to give a couple away to to some friends that, you know, uh, are interested, but yeah, we'll see how that goes. I need to keep a male, uh, cause I've got a female from that same area. So I'd like to keep that locality. How big is the clutch? Um, it was, it's like 10 eggs or so, maybe 12, something around there. Nice. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it was a decent sized clutch. I didn't cool. expect her to lay so many. I was kind of surprised when I, the eggs kept coming. So pretty cool but nice. looks like one is either kicking off yeah i still have another 20 30 days on them so one's one looked like it was kicking off so uh, we'll see okay see how they hatch out but i just have them at room temperature in my reptile room so they're and there's pretty big fluctuations in temp so i'm hoping that yeah. doesn't do them in you know didn't have an 80 degree you know or yeah. I, don't, I don't even know what colubrid eggs <laughs> incubate at you know that kind of room temperature they can do fine so yeah. hopefully they'll make it um It'll be all right the uh Hosmeri are doing really well the two cool. the two babies um hanging in there and eating crickets in front of me and stuff so that's been fun um my female depressa is still pretty big but i don't know maybe she's just eating a lot so we'll mm. see See if anything comes of that. Got those two litters of skinks. So need to, anybody want to buy some wholesale skinks, hit me up. <laughs> um, I would like to get rid of those quickly. But um, yeah, other than that, it's slowing down a little bit in the incubator, but it's picking up in the reptile room. Reptile room, so, yeah. Yeah, I need to move some animals here. Sometime. I just fed a bunch of snakes last night or yesterday, uh-huh. and man, it took me like three hours yeah I'm like what the hell i don't even have that many snakes like what the fuck <laughs> so yeah that's uh it can be a time consumer yeah well it's stupid because i f- i keep on like a like a like a shredded aspen mm-hmm. it's like a like a yeah but uh too. yeah so but so i put a paper towel down because usually my rodents are wet and then like they'll get on, you know, they'll oh, get yeah. the, the bedding all over. It sticks to the road and then the, you know, it gets ingested. So mm-hmm. I just like offer it, let them wrap it and then just take a paper towel and set it underneath them and then set it down <laughs> and let them eat it. It's the stupidest freaking shit ever, <laughs> but it works and it yeah. makes me feel safe and they don't ingest <laughs> substrate. So that's what, what I'm doing. Do and that's why it takes me wild f- without forever. you. I know, right? That's ex- I know. Well, <laughs> I just apparently the rats know to stay dry in the wild. Yeah, yeah. Then again, I'm I'm feeding you know pre-killed from my rodent colony, so I don't have to thaw. Are you so just often. starting live then, or are you? Yeah. Okay. Pretty much, like yeah. So yeah, I, I probably should thaw some out every once in a while and like 
bolt no, some dude. of the animals no. out. But no, yeah. I don't even. I don't, I wouldn't. I think you. Yeah. The way you do, it's fine. I yeah. have such. Well, I need to rotate the frozen stuff. You know what I mean? Like get I get it from that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's, but that's kind of good. Getting them going because I, I just think live's so much better to get. Yeah. you know little carpets started on sure. they just yeah. they seem to key in on that movement something oh, like yeah. a you know like a fuzzy that doesn't have his eyes open something mm-hmm. like that and yeah, uh for sure just drop it in there and all day long yep. man easy money yeah they're pretty pretty good for that mm-hmm. um yeah so i don't know i've been enjoying myself out in the herp room and seeing the babies that's always a fun thing other than the added uh, workload that it brings with right. it. Uh, <laughs> got a couple reptile shows. Hopefully I can. Uh, yeah. When's your, what, what's uh There's one in show? September here uh, in Utah. And then I'm trying to decide, I don't know if I've got, I, I may, may look around to see if somebody wants to share some space on, well, I'm just going to Tinley for Thursday through Saturday or Wednesday through Saturday. So I'm leaving Saturday night. So, I don't know what I'm going to, I was thinking of just getting home because I got to turn around and head out to Australia like the next week yeah. so, or later that week. So oh, that like, sucks. I don't want to lose a whole weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm going to skip Sunday and come home and be with my family anyway. But uh, yeah, I was thinking having some somebody share a table with me, but then I'd have. You want to deal with animals on top yeah, of all that extra that, travel? Uh, uh, you you'll regret that. You'll regret that. The animals back. Yeah, or yeah it would be kind of yep. a pain. I mean, I did that last time I went to the gecko symposium and Tinley last time, and and you know sold quite a few animals, so it was a good good deal. But yeah, maybe it's worth it. Yeah, I don't know. So I think they're doing like a little animal swap at the gecko symposium. So mm. I don't know. Get your tickets if you if you haven't gotten them yet. You listeners out there that are interested in geckos or reptiles in general, it's always cool to learn about different groups, I think, and see the applications you can have to your own stuff that you're interested in. But yeah, should be fun. But I probably won't be bringing animals to that show. <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. I wouldn't. I don't think I would. <laughs> I All right. I would. Well, anything else you want to? ramble about or are we ready to fight no let's move on to the reason we are here okay well what brings um, us together so yeah we we've got a topic to fight about um we got a uh a listener uh, from australia uh, jameson brody he uh, recommended a topic i'm assuming he I get, I get, are there girls named Jameson? I th- I'm pretty sure it's a guy, right? Anyway, what's the difference between a herpetologist and a herpeticulturalist? Is there, you know, can you cross the line over from herpeticulture into herpetology? Or uh, I imagine vice versa probably wouldn't be much of an issue. But um, so, yeah, we'll talk about that, I suppose. <clears throat> I think it, it was kind of brought up in the context of, you know, he's a zookeeper. And so, mm. you know, you, you, when you're a zookeeper, you might be involved with different conservation efforts or studies to, you know, better understand the animals. And um, if you're not a degreed herpetologist, does that kind of experience bring you into the herpetologist realm? 
So that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. So let's go ahead and do a little coin toss. Give it a call there. Heads. His tails. Hmm. You have lost, my friend. So, um, let's see. I guess let's phrase the topic. Can you can you become or the <laughs> now now we're uh, I should have thought about this a little better before we <laughs> hit record. But um, uh, can you cross over from herpetoculture to herpetology? Do we want to phrase it like that? Sure. Okay. Then I guess I would go with, uh, I think it's possible. I think there's a way to, to make that cross. So you would be, no, you can't do that. There's a strict policy for becoming a herpetologist, and this is the only way. Okay. Got it. All right. Well, if you've got it, go ahead and start us out as the loser of the coin toss. Ah. <laughs> uh... Well, I will start out by pointing out the obvious mm-hmm. that you're not a herpetologist until you get a good degree in herpetology. So no degree, no name, no way, no how. No herpetologist. You can play herpetologist, <laughs> but you can't be one in real life because that is an academic degree. Now, if you don't have the academic degree, by definition, you are not. So if you, if you what degree are you talking about? What degree do you need to be called a herpetologist? Is it a PhD? Well, Is it a master's? Is it a bachelor's? Is it an associate's? <laughs> what degree do you need? Well, so I guess you could call yourself a herpetologist if you get a degree in herpetology. So if you had a bachelor's in herpetology, if they offered that, or if you do a master's program or you do graduate work and you become a professor, I would say all of those come with a piece of paper that either say something, 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 doctor, Mr. Herpetologist, right? Okay. 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 I see. I see where you're coming from. I, I you right. know, of course, you know. There's just a solid you wall a of like. There's just a solid wall of this is how that works, right? Okay. Like, right. Well, I I guess I would maybe uh, counter that with. Uh, so um, there's a researcher, a virologist, right? Mm-hmm. And I believe, I mean, yeah, I guess he probably has a bachelor's, but he's kind of older, older guy. So he came up and he has he doesn't have a PhD. Okay. And so, but, you know, still directs research and does a lot of cool studies and things like that. So he's, he's definitely a virologist. So, um, and you know, the, this day and age, like, I think you'd be hard pressed to do herpetology research or at least direct herpetology research, unless you have a PhD, you know, Mm -hmm. very few universities or labs or whatever are going to hire you. Um, but what about like venom extraction labs or things like that? Like, you know, where you don't necessarily need a degree. A lot of it's on the job training or, or learning on the job kind of things. I don't know that there's anybody teaching you well, how to be. It. Would you consider those guys herpetologists? Okay. I would make a, well, I, I make think we need to that, back up and define yeah. what herpetology is then. Hmm. Well, I mean, just generally speaking, herpetology is the study of reptiles and amphibians. So if yeah. you're studying reptiles and amphibians in any way, you would probably be considered a herpetologist, even if you 
don't have a necessarily have a degree in herpetology. Um, so I guess that would show you know. anybody. Okay. All right. So what does so, it mean to study? So anybody in their half-assery idea of what science is could just go off and be a herpetologist is what you're saying. That's what <laughs> well, you're, that's what you're trying to reduce I, this to. That's, that's you know, question, you pretty yeah. much disrespected my whole, like, <laughs> there's a piece of paper and a lot of work that goes into that, you know, you, you pretty no, much, no, 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 that, you, that, pooped that, on, that, you pooped on it. You no, you got that it. point. You got that point. You got it. You I know. know. And then you proceeded to poop degree. on it. But I'm just saying, is there an alternative? That's the whole question, right? And I think, I think you probably could say, yeah, like, and, and maybe a venom lab or like a, you know, a zoo or like kind of like our, our, uh, but, but I don't, but I don't think that maybe. even zookeepers would, mm-hmm. I don't think Steve would be like, I'm a herpetologist. Hmm. I don't think so. Well, and that's the hard thing is like, when do you call it? Like, would I be yeah. a herpetologist? You know, writing books. In, no, you're in an author area, if you write books. In the area of herpetology that requires maybe some no, studies. No, again, I mean, again, like. Or, you know what I mean? Well, okay. Like what? what, why, what? why? Why did. Okay, we'll go back. <laughs> I don't know if I can say this. I hope I can say this. <laughs> yeah. Remember D- D- Dave Barker gave uh-huh. you a suggestion about not putting something yeah. in your book? What was yeah. that? Do you remember? Oh, my PhD? Yes. Yeah. And why did he say that? He said because you don't have a PhD in herpetology. Right. And it might confuse yeah. somebody Mm-hmm. To think that you're a doctor in herpetology, sure. right? Yeah, right. So, yeah. I mean, it it, it kind oh, of really it, it it really implies to me at least that hey man, Dave Barker looks at it very very strict of like hey if you you know this is a a discipline of study and a path of learning if you have not engaged in that study or that path of learning academically you don't get to call yourself that right Mm -hmm. right or wrong and i could for for the other side of this i totally get why people are like yeah fuck academics they're assholes because of that kind of a mentality of like nope you can't call yourself that because you didn't do our thing right like Mm -hmm. i get that part but yeah but i i think in this case you know What's wrong with being, does everybody have to be a herpetologist or can we be herpeticulturalists? Mm-hmm. Like, can we just be okay with the fact that we don't, we, we didn't go get the professional degree and that we're not professionals at this. Mm-hmm. And I was throwing air quotes up in case anybody. Oh yeah. Well, m- many herp- herpetologists, even, you know, by their own admission, like uh, Rick Shine, you know, he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm not cut out to really keep these things in captivity. I, he, he admitted like he didn't do so great at that and yeah. kind of stopped doing it, you know? And so, you know, I don't, I don't know that that's necessary. Like, I think people see it as that, like, oh, you're not a herpetologist. You're a lowly herpeticulturalist. But, you know, I think that takes skill and learning and, and absolutely. You know, I, I mean, kind of I, well, for, yeah. So you just, so I would argue like the herpeticulturalist is the keeper is the venom extractor is, you know, the, the person who is the blue collar of reptiles has mm-hmm. the hands-on knowledge is actually a great source 
of knowledge in working with these animals because of all the experience that they have if that gets tapped. But often it doesn't get tapped because academia doesn't want to or, you know, professional like AZA accreditations don't want to kind of, you know, go over there. Right. Sure. I mean, I guess, you know, you're, you're looking at a, like a career herpetologist. What I'm saying is, can you be a hobby herpetologist? Like, so if I spend my time, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, so if, if I do all the things a herpetologist does, but I don't have a degree, but I'm, I'm out in the field collecting data, I'm publishing papers, I'm writing books, I'm doing these things that a herpetologist does, but I don't have a degree, so I can't be a herpetologist. I don't buy that. I think I think you could you could definitely be a herpetologist if you're doing the things a herpetologist does. Just because you don't have a degree or you're not working at a university or you don't have funding to do that research, if you're self-funding, it's still herpetology. You're still studying reptiles and amphibians and and disseminating that information. That's that's all a herpetologist is. I don't think there's anywhere written that says we will not hire you unless you have a degree. I think it's strongly you know recommended. But I mean, if you if you spent your so, whole life studying things kind of as a hobby and you were a lawyer, say, but you spent a lot of time out in the field and you published papers and wrote books, and then you said, nah, I want to change it up. I'm 55. I'm going to go be a herpetologist for 10 years. I imagine with that like you know you say either a degree in herpetology a phd in herpetology or 20 years experience you've got that 20 years experience you can go get a job as a herpetologist you know get paid to be a herpetologist other i mean i still think you can be a hobby herpetologist uh, you know if you're doing the things a herpetologist does Hoser sure is a taxonomist. You're so right, dude. You're so right. He is is attempting to do a taxonomy, right? And he's he's got some fair points in some areas, but, you know, this is the mark on a lot of areas. Listen. So I think and, and, and professional listen. herpetologists do that, too. Like they they do stuff like call Stimson's pythons children's pythons and everybody buys into it because they have a, a Ph.D. or whatever. <laughs> you know, I, she's I, a no shots box. fired. But <laughs> God damn. <laughs> but all right. Know, well, like, like, I, I'm not saying I, sore. I don't I don't think, you know, using the worst example of a taxonomist like this like goes against what I'm saying, you know, <laughs> and no, yeah, I just, you can you listen, can have good and bad okay, in, in okay, hobby herpetology. I think I, do I think that you can sit there in your house and be like, I'm a fucking herpetologist if you want to. Sure. If you want to publish <laughs> papers, they could be crap. They they you know, it could be all nonsense. And if that's what you want to call yourself. Sure, that's mm-hmm. fine. But nobody else in that community, unless you're really publishing, you know, yeah. into if like if you're doing good stuff, work. Yeah. Yeah. I could see yeah. I could see a case for that. I could see a case for that. Mm-hmm. That said, you know, you're I still guess when do you cross that line? Well, yeah. and I don't know. Like, and you yeah. know, I don't know how do you have I don't to have know recognition how, of people. I don't know how your peers would view you your professional peers would view you because I guess maybe one measure could be like if you so say you know like the IHS the International Herpetological Symposium yep. people go there they don't necessarily have a degree in herpetology but they've been doing research and I think uh oh somebody just was posting about that um oh golly works with Acrocordus the the file snakes um 
God, why is his name escaping me? Of course, his name's escaping me. All names yeah. escape my brain. So anyway, he he posted his. You know, he gave a talk at the IHS meeting on on the um, file snakes, right? Mm-hmm. And it, I believe it's mostly based on. Oh, Mike, uh, Mike, Mike, somebody. Anyway, he you know his his research is mostly based on captive husbandry and you know keeping and things like that, but. You know, he, he gets out in the field. He goes and sees stuff in the field. He had a show on uh, Behind the Glass or whatever that was. Did you ever see that show? Um, it's pretty cool. Cool concept. Uh, Mike Clarkson. That's his name. Okay. Right? Anyway, he, he uh, I'm pretty sure that was him that did that show too. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, so he, he showed uh, or, or kind of went out and found stuff in the wild and showed how it, how it could, you know, the temperatures it was experiencing. Dave, Dave uh, Kaufman did a similar thing too to that. You yeah. Know, where you like take temperatures and show their habitat and kind of watch them what they're doing and where they're going, that kind of thing. So pretty cool. Um, anyway, you know, he, he spoke, spoke at IHS. I don't know. Would that be a step towards being a herpetologist? If, if you're being recognized as, you know, having worthy information to present at a herpetological conference, <laughs> Um, and I don't know if that's a strictly academic conference, if academics uh, attend or whatnot. What about a zoo that's like breeding a rare species and they go to like uh, your buddy, our buddy Brett Baldwin, you know, looking at Ethiopian uh, mountain vipers, the mm-hmm. Bittus uh, parviacula. Mm-hmm. Um, he gave a talk on those and, and, you know, showed habitat, showed, you know, their incubation and all that kind of stuff. And, Pretty cool, you know. Yeah. Um, if is he a herpetologist or is he a just a zookeeper? You know, herpeticulturalist. Well, I think he's retired now, but is he? Uh, okay. I would say he's a. I zookeeper. don't know if he has a degree. I mean, or anything I, like that. I, I, but I, what is a zookeeper? Is it a herpetologist I mean, or a herpeticulturalist? You know, where do you draw the line? I would say well, it's it's dependent well, <laughs> on if you're doing research and disseminating that information. You you. I would say a zookeeper or, is a zookeeper. If you want to shove them into that square, round, or triangular peg you're trying to plug everybody through, (laughs) then you can call them whatever you want. But again, (laughs) I'll go back to my de facto. It's a degree. It's it's, it's an area of – Steve got his degree and he got a BS in in herpetology or that area. I thought it was was behavioral, animal behavioral science or something like that. Okay. Well, a lot of these people who are publishing papers on reptiles – Did you just try to bullshit me? You I did. I thought it was in the Dirty herpetology. Like, that's what he was interested in. <laughs> maybe well, yeah, they didn't have. Maybe they didn't have a degree they in herpetology. Didn't. You know, they didn't. I don't so think. I guess that's the question. Like, if you, <laughs> you know, do you have to get a degree in herpetology to do herpetological research? And I think uh, oh, there's a lot of good examples of that. I mean, if you're studying evolution, you might you might study a group of reptiles, but does that make you an evolutionary? biologist or but didn't you tell me didn't you just tell me that nobody's gonna give you money unless you have a degree in herpetology as a doctorate to do research or if you self self self-fund the research okay well Well, no i mean people do that like they go out in the field or they go into the museum and look at preserved specimens uh you know they do similar work to what a herpetologist would do so 
I don't know. I think about uh, Frank Reedy's. He's out in the field all the time watching desert iguanas, you know, and, and sharing his observations. He's not publishing papers necessarily, and so I don't know. But, I mean, he's definitely a field biologist or, you know, in that realm. Um, so, I don't know. I, Does he have I a think, degree in biology? <laughs> I don't believe so. I mean... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And, you know, he's he's publishing with other people like he's out there with, you know, f- other field biologists or ethologists or whatever. Yeah. Know, he, he, whoever he's hanging out with. And um, but, you know, he's he's making a scientific contribution to those papers. It's not like he's just kind of tacking his name on there. You know what I mean? I but, get it. I just I I I. I, I, I don't know, man. We're living in the time where anybody can identify as anything they want. And I oh think boy. if you want to identify as a herpetologist, people, you just go ahead you take and you it to that do realm, it. Huh? You yeah. do it. Yeah. I see how you're playing this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. You, you California. <laughs> uh, you coastal elites in your ivory yeah. towers keeping people out of herpetology <laughs> I, listen, the ivory tower is open and people are leaving at their leisure here get out i don't need you in my ivory tower well, they're all coming here huh yeah. Texas, yeah to yours or at least we're the ones who complain about it the most <laughs> Uh, no, no, I, I, uh, I would have to say if you're, if you, uh, are, dur- are doing herpetological research, you are a herpetologist. And I think that's kind of what would define when you cross the line. Like if you're at a zoo and you're, you know, just taking care of animals and making sure they're happy and thriving and being good display animals, I would say you're probably not crossing that herpetology line, right? What about somebody, what about somebody who's like going to school? And they haven't got their degree yet, but they're doing research and somebody comes up to them and they're like, hey, what do you do? Would they be like, oh, I'm a herpetologist? Or would they say, oh, I'm a research student? Yeah, right. They would say, I'm a research student. I'm a herpetologist. No, they wouldn't. And they'd say, (laughs) I'm a fucking research student because they don't have a goddamn piece of paper yet. And the person would say, oh, you you study reptiles and amphibians? And they would say, yeah, that's what I'm doing. That's what I do. I study reptiles and amphibians. No. (laughs) I'm a herpetologist. No. (laughs) uh, uh, Man, I don't know. Guys in your papers. You can identify as anything you want. Just because you got a degree. I'm keep, just saying, listen, I didn't that. make, it's that, <laughs> this isn't me making this stuff up. You either go to a school that has a program to get the degree or you self-assign yourself as that thing and you move on with your life. Okay. So you can't gain expertise unless you have a degree. That's not what I said. Well, I mean... That's a hundred percent not is, what I said. Knowing about reptiles and studying reptiles. Yep. And, so you don't need a degree to do that. Yeah. That's uh, you don't need a degree to do that. You don't. So no. you can be a herpetologist without a degree. <laughs> <laughs> no. You could be a research student. <laughs> what about people back in the 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 Middle Ages or whatever, you know, they were studying things or did they, they didn't really have. Yeah, but they didn't have a dumb naming system where they were like, oh, you must address me as a herpetologist now. They just <laughs> studied stuff. 
Yeah, and they would have been considered early herpetologists, right? If they knew about that kind of stuff, but they didn't. <laughs> they just studied stuff, and they weren't so hung up on the naming of everything. Oh, man. No, that was the big – that was when it was big, right? Right Back then, 18 – well, my, Well, they would just name so stuff. That's what well, I'm like saying. Like 1800s, that's – yeah, they were naming stuff. stuff like, but, yeah. They yeah. weren't fighting over whether so they were just th- this person deserved to be this name or not. <laughs> Now we're now we're trying to parse the names out. That's another fun name. fun fight is if you should name things after people or you know not because a lot of those are problematic these days. I don't know the guys on the um, the uh, other podcast. <laughs> the uh, oh man, okay, even start these sentences without the the uh, the British guys that talk about studies and stuff. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, 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 oh. You know uh, God damn it. You had to say it like that. <laughs> now I forgot the name of it. Uh, uh, it's so easy. It's so easy to remember these things, isn't it? <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I shall not take ridicule about a name from you, sir. Cryptological highlights. That's what I was going to say right, right before you, you right oh, after sorry, you said it. Sorry. Right okay. after you said it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think. I mean, don't, don't, but but you're, don't you're, you? You're stepping so, in my dreams, man. I want to be a herpetologist without so, but, a degree in herpetology. Yeah, but 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 don't you feel like that there's like this? That, so you have an institution of learning that has a curriculum that you go through, mm-hmm. and and it's it's organized by by professionals in that area of study so they're directing your learning and i'm not saying that somebody who you know is is you know knowledgeable about scientific method and doing research on their own can't make a contribution but it's not the same thing as going through somebody else's program you're doing the research you want to do the way you want to do it publishing it whatever cool got it but i i think I think that it would be offensive to everybody who actually went through a, a program of study and had to go through all of this stuff if it was just like, oh, yeah, you have to either do this or you can kind of do whatever you want and just publish it and you can call yourself a herpetologist. Isn't that just you know ego? what I mean? Like, I, well, I agree. It is. Gatekeeping. It 100, 100% is. It 100% is. But – People invested money, time, and energy, and it's a career for them. It's a life mm-hmm. path. And to have to have it to be like, oh, well, you could do that. Or, you know, you can do your own thing, whatever you want, and just do it. And that's your – and fine. You get to figure out how to make that living or whatever. You know, if you, if you can do it, so fine, so be it. I'm mm-hmm. just saying that I, I – I, you know, I don't know. Like – I think if I just saw people who were like, yeah, I read the last IPCC report and I've been watching the weather and I read a textbook on climate, I'm a, I'm an environmental scientist. I'd be like, the fuck you are? 
explain to me what makes you an environmental scientist in that standpoint. How are you? Oh, well, I do research. Well, what do you research? Oh, I'm collecting temperature data in, in my area. Okay. Well, how are you, you know, how are you contributing to greater climate research with that? Right? Like how are you? And, and I guess what I'm saying is if you are contributing to great, greater research in the purview of academia coupled to that, you know, I, I, I guess I could, I guess I could say, yeah, you know what, that's fair. And even as if I were a herpetologist, I would accept that person, but just to be, you know, just to let anybody say they're a herpetologist without kind of that level of participation in the field. I don't know, man. I, I just don't think that would sit with me. Like, again, I don't care. I'm a Californian. Do whatever you want. <laughs> Identify however you want. But, you know, I'm just saying like somebody from that field, I don't know how they would feel about that. Yeah. I mean, granted, you know, let's let's bring up a, you know, a fun little farcical example. Let's goodwill hunting, right? He, oh he's, he's, he's a, he's a genius that studies stuff on his own time. You know, he understands everything. He can do math or whatever. So he, he writes on the board at Harvard. Sorry, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the movie, yeah. but they, I feel but like they, if you, you haven't know. seen it by now, like <laughs> yeah, your, your ship is sailed. Great show. I love you're going to love us. You're going to love us when you kids figure that out day. that we ruined it for you. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, he's discovered by one of the professors there and, and he gets offered all these jobs. Right. I imagine in the real world, like that might, you know, that might not happen that way. But again, if you, if you're a bona fide genius, you're, you're schooling this mathematician, you know, prof, professor in math and you're schooling him with your, you know, the, the learning that you've done kind of on your own as a hobby, yeah, you but know, you're using Rain Man as your example. But like, but not everybody's I'm fucking saying, Rain Man. I'm just saying, Goodwill Hunting goes into the herpetology lab and you know, I get it. Write some theory and on the board. Like, yes, and I'm a very like, good driver. He just changed herpetology. You know what yeah, I mean? I, like, so I guess what I'm saying is, you know, yeah, granted that's a funny example, and 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 you know, maybe wouldn't happen, but you know, you never know. And and I think to exclude those people just because they don't have the paper you know would maybe be be a misstep and maybe would not allow those useful contributions to science with the things they can do and to say oh no 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 fair, you have to go back and get your degree or whatever you know people are going to recognize this is brilliant so i'm gonna you know give them a job or fund them or whatever because sure they know the subject they don't they don't necessarily I think there's some bypasses for that degree. You know what I mean? I guess that's what I'm saying. Well, so, I mean, <laughs> they'll fund them if they think the research is going to go somewhere. Sure, sure. Right? And I, and I, I mean, again, that's that's probably one in a, a million or billion people that, that go and, into And they'll the, support the, them. And, the, and they'll support yeah, them think, as I long as you have the, the ideas you know, and you have yeah. a track record, you know, showing, yeah, he can do this stuff. He can do this research and he can carry it out and he can publish papers or whatever. You're, you're, you'll probably get funded even if you may not have the, the degree. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you, it would be a much harder road for sure. Oh, I definitely think, but, it would. you know, I, 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 I think, I think that we underestimate the, 
the kind of force that academia plays on, you know, kind of the wall of academia, you know, you kind of understand what I mean yeah, by that, I but do. it's, it's like, you know, I, 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 I really feel like it, they, there is this, Hey, if you're not in this, if you don't do this, you're not this and mm-hmm. you're over there, you know what I mean? And yeah. we speak one language and you speak that language and we don't want you to understand what we do. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like there's very much a, like a stay out. And that's why I feel like there would be uh, an unacceptance in, in some, you know, le- at some level from academia towards, you know, the, you know, the more, you know, home, you know, self-made uh, herpeticulturists. Yeah. Well, and I, again, I think the other way around is very easy. Kind of herpeticulture is kind of a catch-all for anybody who wants to keep reptiles. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you could have the same argument for that and be like, no, you're not a herpeticulturalist unless you've successfully reproduced, you know, X number of species. Yeah. Kept them for 20 years. You know, that kind of thing. You know, you could probably gatekeep that uh, title as well. You know, uh, y- y- there's not really – I guess there may be a degree or two that you can get in, you know – zoo keeping or, or herpeticulture, you know, I, I guess an example would be Zach Lofman's program there at West mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I, I think, uh, I mean, but you can get into zookeeping with a biology degree or, or, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, or, or no degree. I mean, if, yeah. you, if you start zookeeping when you're 15 and, you know, by the time you're an adult, you've got, you know, 10 years of experience, you're like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a zookeeper, even though I didn't get a degree in it or, you know, it's that experience. And I think that's kind of what I'm suggesting is that you can, you can apply the same to herpetology and say, I've been doing herpetology for 20 years, I'm a herpetologist. Even though I didn't get a degree in it, I've been in a lab. I got hired in a lab without a bachelor's and I've I've been working under Professor Rick Shine and and I've been doing, you know, research in herpetology for 10, 20 years. I'm a herpetologist, you know. I, I don't think that's a far stretch to call yourself a herpetologist because you are studying reptiles and amphibians, even if you're not a, a PhD or a master's or a bachelor's even. So, but you know, you could go the extreme other way and say you're not a herp, you know a herpetologist unless you're directing research in a lab and you have a PhD or you know at least a master's or something. You know, you could go the other way and be a little more stringent, you know, than than you're already being, you know. Man, somebody with a bachelor's being a herpetologist? I don't think so. You know, well, and, and I mean, <laughs> you know, what is what is a herpetologist? Is that is that you know designing, gathering, publishing? Yeah, I mean that's all of it, right? You have to be I doing. I think so. I think that. You, I mean, that, you, you have to be a bona fide researcher. You have mm-hmm. to be contributing and publishing. You know, I I mean. I think that that's kind of like the mark, right? Um, sure. I mean, at least yeah. in, in, you have to be disseminating that information. And, yeah. and, you know, you look at Rick Shine and a lot of studies he did early on in his career were pretty simple. Like he went mm-hmm. to museums and, and it was surprising that nobody thought about this, but he went to museums, no. got preserved specimens, saw what their diet was, what their reproductive mode was, things like that. that people didn't mm-hmm. know, you know, like yeah. he, he published papers, published a lot of papers in that regard. And then that kind of, he built his career on top of those and kept moving forward and, and, and building, you know, 
different hypotheses off of the things that he would learn that way. And, you know, made a, um, probably the most impressive herpetological career of our time. Yeah. You know, just really but, but it's an admittedly horrible, um, you know, herpeticulturalist, right? Yeah, like yeah, self-admitted, exactly. right? <laughs> so, I mean, it, and I guess, I guess this starts to get at me where it's like, oh, I have to, I want to call myself this thing because I, I look mm-hmm. at it as, as, you know, it's, it's, it's the whole name thing. It's the whole getting yeah. into the names. And, and sure. I, you know, I feel like we take this, you know, herpeticulturalist as a negative connotation uh, mm-hmm. from, you know, f- for, from each other or from professionals or how, I don't know where it comes from, but, but it always kind of feels like it's said as, as well, we, you know, we're not, you know, we're not professionals like, or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, academics, like it's, it's yeah. a, it's a lay person's name or something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so I, you know, I think, I think a lot of it is just, comes from the wanting to fight, you know, to overcome that, you know, being labeled as, as such. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then the whole academic part portion of it, where it's like, you know, they have to be, uh, the professional name and, you know, naming yeah. of stuff. So it's, you know, I, I, again, I think the name's getting in the way of, of, and, and again, I don't care. Call yourself what you want is, <laughs> is how I'm going to end this. But, uh, I, I just I get, I get what you're saying. And I, and I agree with that. I mean, I, I think, you know, to, to call yourself a herpetology, if you're not involved in scientific studies, if you're not publishing, you, you yeah. show kind of a naivety or, yes. or a, yes. kind of a, almost a foolishness, like, oh, yeah. okay. Good job, yeah. buddy. You know, yeah, yeah, you can call yourself whatever you want, but and, and yeah, exa- exactly, yeah. call yourself yeah. whatever you want. But nobody in that field is, is going to take, take you seriously. seriously. Yeah. But now, conversely, if you're you know somebody who's just like very scientifically minded, self trained, self taught, and you're doing great research and you're publishing it and you're fantastic. I think you'll absolutely be accepted by the shines and, and, mm-hmm. you know, the great researchers who recognize your awesome contribution. And I don't think anybody would be like, Hey, 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 don't you dare call yourself that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. I don't think that's the way anybody would be. I just, but I do think that, that those, those professionals have worked hard enough that they would take offense at, somebody using it carte blanche Mm -hmm. and you know i i don't know like what what stage you actually can start calling yourself herbologist you know like you have to have a certain number of papers published or do you have to have a certain amount of work you know er, years in the field i mean yeah if you just got your degree a bachelor's degree you say i'm a herpetologist well yeah you know are you you know now i'm taking your side but you know like it it goes hard not ways yeah i i and and although i think you can get there by you know a non-degree way or or it's it's a it's an uphill battle for sure it's a, like it's, a lot it's, it's an uphill battle that. and and yeah. i mean i'm not saying you gotta like suck it up and go get the degree but gosh man if you're doing all this research at some point aren't you gonna start collaborating with those professionals yeah. and like yeah. you, you know i mean you're be. you know it's I guess I guess kind of I have maybe hoop dreams of like when I retire, following around rattlesnakes, doing a study, publishing a paper or something. 
uh, you know, that, that falls in the realm of herpetology and, and I would be acting as a herpetologist. So I could probably call myself a herpetologist at that point. Yeah. I've published papers in herpetology journals and, and, or at least on herpetological subjects, you know, published books, that kind of thing. I, I, I can't like people introduce me and say, Oh, he's a herpetologist. And I, I usually correct them and say, well, actually I'm a virologist with an interest in herpetology, <laughs> but you know, I, I don't call myself a herpetologist even though I feel like I've made contributions and, and maybe they're contributions to herpeticulture because the books are more focused on mm-hmm. learning about them in the wild, but also keeping them. So, yeah. you know, applying, you know, the, the research type stuff to herpeticulture. So maybe I'm a more of a herpeticulturalist in that regard. And there's no shame in that for sure. And there's no shame in that. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. I, no. I, you know, I, I, again, it's, yeah. it's just names, you know, mm-hmm. and, like who you are and what you're doing and your passion. And that's far more significant than what yeah. you call yourself. Yeah. You know, cause I, I mean, herpetology covers a range of subjects, you know, sure. you, can, you can be involved with, you know, just looking at what's, you know, if they're egg layers or not, you know, mm-hmm. some of Rick Shine's papers, you know, or do they, <laughs> when do they reproduce? When is there, you know, if you're finding this stuff out of, of species that it's not very well known or you're making observations in the field or you're looking at museum specimens or you're, you know, there's a lot of different aspects like ethology or how they interact with other animals in the field. And that's a lot of what Frank's doing out there mm-hmm. in Arizona, you know, looking at desert iguanas and how they interact with zebra tailed lizards or, you know, or, or whip snakes or whatever, you know. So I, I think, you know, you can you can do a lot of cool things in herpetology and it covers a broad array of things. You know, if you're in a zoo, you look at, you know, maybe you're trying to keep them better or find a way that, you know, others can replicate and keep things alive better or reproduce bull and I or something like that, you know, and you publish those papers if you're disseminating that information. But again, is, is, you know, that care and keeping, um, is that fall under herpeticulture? And, and if so, that's, why not? That's great. Why not? Thing to, right. Yeah. It's a great, great title to have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I may, and I think you might be right. Like, um, it's just not seen as a professional career, you know, mm-hmm. you, it's seen as like the blue collar version of a herpetologist. And, the, and it's just and a it simple thing. Be, yeah. What side of that do you want to be on? Cause yeah. I know a lot of people who'd rather be on the, I'm a hands-on dude. I'm a blue collar guy, man. I'm now in a white collar job. But it's weird for me because my tendencies always go to my blue collar, get out there, get go, you know, get out with the, the guys in the plant, go around, mm-hmm. make sure, you know, work with them at, directly at that level. And I, I, you know, I think I prefer that. I think there's probably a lot of, you know, herpeticulturalists who would prefer working with the animals than to doing straight research. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, mean, I don't think anybody would be happy doing straight research if you were used to working with animals. Yeah. Unless I guess, I guess unless you're working with research animals, which in which case that's more of a job than than enjoyment. And I would argue like, I mean, mm-hmm. maybe in a zoo setting, I would say that's more enjoyable. But for a research purpose, you're really working with that animal strictly for, you know, observational research purposes, data gathering. It's very, you know, it shouldn't be like 
it's a clinical thing. You know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm not saying you can't garner some satisfaction out of doing it. I'm just saying like, that's not there for your enjoyment. That's not there for yeah. your fun, you know? Yeah. So, Hey, maybe we need to elevate the title of herpetoculturalist, you know, like, yeah, like, I, like I, we said, you know, a lot of researchers don't have a very good grasp on how to keep these things in captivity and they, yes. they, the animals die or they languish or they have disease or something, you know, and, and they, kind of clueless in some regards i've plenty heard some, of her, i've heard plenty some of herpetoculturalists now, oh. doing it better than zoos and horticulturalists yeah. or, here's or, my <laughs> here's my best example of that I, I went into a herpetology lab and they had um a shingleback skink that was a confiscation and a blotched blue tongue that was also a confiscation and they were keeping them in a in a freaking crate like a wooden crate without substrate no lighting no and and very small area and i'm like really like this is you know these 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 amazing animals that somebody tried to smuggle to enjoy you know and they got confiscated and oh let's give it to the herpetology lab because they know what they're doing and they're kept in squalor it's like ah i i was so tempted just to take those things home like give them a good home you know like it was it was heartbreaking and then they died you know a few years later like of course uh, really like this is what we're doing you know so yeah just because you're and and that's a that is a absolute point taken man that's very and and you know i i listen i i see this and anybody who has worked with and i if you're an engineer, I'm sorry, but you know, <laughs> engineers, man, they like are a different breed, like, and they don't, you know, I, I always, when I had to work with engineers, wanted to take them and physically show them because they get it. They see it <laughs> yeah. on a piece of paper and they get it yeah. in their head, but they've never done the actual mechanics of, of taking their fucking work apart and putting it back together. So it's like, no dude, come look, come see. Then mm-hmm. they see it and they're like, Oh, that's, then they get it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, yeah. I, you know, I, 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 that's, I mean, that's, that's again, like a lot of these taxonomists that are taxonomists, not herpetologists, you yeah. know, and they are, yep. they're naming things and they're, they're saying these things are related to each other or these things are different. And you're like, have you actually even seen the animal? Like, are you just playing yeah. with, with DNA tubes? You know, do you, and, and, do you even know, like, have you seen them in the wild? Have you, have you looked at them side by side? Cause they're nothing alike. You know, they shouldn't <laughs> And be. that's really interesting about, yeah. you know, the fact that, you know, you have herpetologists who aren't taxonomists and taxonomists that aren't herpetologists. Mm-hmm. Right. But one's yeah. naming, you know, yeah, the others. what it is and doesn't, <laughs> exactly. you know what I mean? Like he, he and, knows and the I, class and I guess he has, I guess he's educated sure. in, yeah. in, you know, he's in, the expert <laughs> in, in classification, how to classify, mm-hmm. but at the same time, he's not an expert in, in reptiles. Right. Yeah. So, and uh, I think this is where collaboration comes in. Yeah, you know? I agree. A great reason to collaborate with somebody who's studied them in the field or knows, yeah. you know, has a good concept of what they're doing in the wild or where they're found. And I think that's where a lot of herpetoculturalists get frustrated is because they do spend a lot of their time looking at the animals that they enjoy or out in the field, you know, and, and studying them and learning everything there is to know about them. And then to have some, you know, 
papered expert come along and just say something ridiculous about them is almost insulting, you know, <laughs> where where that that hobbyist is probably more of a herpetologist than the herpetologist that's studying that animal. Yeah. Or, or in, and I think that's where way. the frustration comes out is yeah. when you see yeah. a, you know, a, a herpetologist, you know, say, say or do something that a, the 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 herpiculturist says, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. Like yep. that, that, that just totally adds to the whole, like, you know, yeah. why is this, what makes this guy special? Obviously yeah. he doesn't know what he's doing, you know? And then that, that goes, that's, that's true for like zookeepers and herpetoculturalists yeah. as well, where they're yeah. like, oh, well they do it for money. So they must be, hmm. you know, dirty, <laughs> creepy people, <laughs> dirty <laughs> professionals. You know, we do it professionally and we <laughs> sell them to other zoos and yeah, yeah, great. But at the same time, you know, like there's, there's some weird things that go on at zoos and there's some, you know, not, not great examples of yeah. what happens at zoos too. So, well, and know. I mean, you know, it's a, no, it, nobody it, should be holding their nose up at somebody else. You know, there should be no. It seems like everybody lives in a glass house around here. You know what <laughs> I'm right? saying? You're right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, you know, I get, so. I get it. Like you said, there are some people that kind of come in and try to fake it or, or yeah. try to, you know, assume too many airs or whatever. Like, yeah, I'm a herp. You know, I'm a herpetoculturalist. Or, yeah. You know, well, okay, buddy. You know, get more than that one leopard gecko, and then we'll see if you're, yeah. you know, really a herpetoculturalist or not. You know, so. Yeah. That's uh, it's tricky. It's a tricky topic. I, I like this discussion though. It's kind of it's, it okay. it's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Anything else to add? I would say, regardless of what you want to call yourself, learn about stuff. I mean, yeah. If you if you you know if you're keeping something, know where it's from. Know what it does in the wild. Don't just keep it because it's worth some money and you know those kind of things. And I mean, try to make. Uh, contributions to science I, I think that's kind of the fun part you know learning about what and and gaining knowledge that maybe isn't widely known and and helping others to learn that too i think uh roy uh, arthur blodge it's a good example of that where he's keeping kind of lesser kept species and he and he's doing these deep dives on like instagram to, or or you know looking or iNaturalist looking at them in their habitat and looking at the plants they interact with or you know maybe seeing a picture of something there where they're drinking out of a bromeliad or whatever you know and then incorporating that into his herpetoculture i think that's a cool example of that so i think we need more roys you know in the hobby uh uh doing it that way um rather than just keeping them in a small as possible box to to pump out as many as you can and and again there's there's a place for that too you know PetSmart needs to sell snakes too. And so, you know, there's a, there's a need for that farming aspect as well as the more herpetocultural aspect of it. And maybe that's another discussion we can have. Are you a farmer or are you a herpetoculturalist? Is there, oh a, is there a difference there, you know, because. Oh like, my God, I'm living know. in a naming nightmare. <laughs> oh my God. Chuck hates labels. He's been, <sighs> he's been labeled too many horrible things in his life. He, he needs to shed those labels and. <laughs> All right, elevate herpetoculture, <laughs> um, and the the term, and I, you know, I mean, that term came from the man himself, Philippe. You know, and I think uh, he he intended it 
with that aspect of like, this is an important area of herpetology, herpeticulture. We need to take care of these things, learn how to take care of them in captivity because people are going to keep them, you know, and we could go back 30 years and see how people are keeping them and say, are we improving on that? Or we, <laughs> or is it worse? You know, you look at the cat house of the zoo, you know, 30 years ago and compare it to the cat house of the zoo today, you know, is it the same thing? Not so much. Back back when I was a kid and we'd go to the zoo, the cat house was like these jail cells, you know. He had like so you had a good diversity because you could see 30 big cats in a day, but all they were is just pacing back and forth in these jail cells basically that had maybe a log in them or something. And now you go to the zoo and it's like this expansive field and rocks and streams flowing through and trees to climb and you're like, "Okay, that's a that's much better. Could it be better than that?" Probably, yeah. but that's a good that's, step in the better, right direction. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, yep. But if you're if you're trying to pump out tigers, is that a better way to do it? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe the, the jail cells a bit. I don't know. That's an easier way to produce a lot of tigers. Look at Tiger King. You know. I don't know. Uh, maybe we won't go there. But yeah. 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 Probably shouldn't. Well, we got fired up on this one. This was a good topic yeah. <laughs> to, to talk about. And I, I think it's, you know, people have feelings involved with this, you know, where they're told, no, you're not this because you don't do this or you don't have the paper. Or you are to this or that, you know, I think just just do it, you know, get out there and do what you love. And yeah. who cares about the label? I don't know. Yeah. That's the main thing. Do what you love. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. Good stuff. Yeah. What else you got? Any? Uh, cool That's it. Reptile news lately? You know me. I'm wow. not Mr. Reptile News. Yeah, I, I got a nice little package in the mail the other day. What? Yeah, from our good friend, Mr. Bobby Pebbles. Oh, nice. Uh, what did he yeah. send you? He sent me a book full of cool books on uh, Native American he- uh, he sent you a book full of books? A box full of books? A box full of books. Of books. Okay. Yeah. A box like four of or books. five books. On, nice. Uh, yeah. I think I mentioned in a phone conversation the other day that I was really into that kind of stuff. You know, What like a guy, dude. American. That's nice. Yeah, it's really cool. So I'm excited to dive into those and start start a little reading. I, I'm not the best reader. Like I, I've been doing more audio books than or podcasts, which is kind of the dumbest uh, book, I guess. Okay, so I'm going <laughs> to I'm try not to insult you and ask this. <laughs> yeah. You mean like you just like you you go to lay down and rather than read, you fall asleep, or you just <laughs> literally like or I'll don't listen to like an audio book or. No, yeah, I, you, I, I so you don't it. like reading, or? but I, I guess maybe I do a lot for work, and so it's like then I like I reading probably is should work. want it. Yeah, well, I sh- I pr- probably should want to read something like this that's kind of off topic that yeah. gets my mind on something else. But I need to, I just need to not be such a lazy reader. I need to read more. Gotcha. But. So it's just nice audiobooks. Nice, you can just kind of disengage your yeah, just and just listen. listen. And you're you're, Close your you're eyes, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. But hey, right. I need to. I need to read more. I've got, I keep buying books too. So. I mean, my wife, my wife would agree with you. You yeah. should read more. Yeah. And my wife would too. She read yeah. like, 
Well, she does audiobooks too. So, <laughs> but she, Nothing she my, my, my listened wife does to or read so. like, yeah, she did like a hundred plus books last year, 120 nice. something. Yeah. Nice. My wife is on fire when it comes to That's reading good. her audiobooks. Yeah. That's how my wife is too. Yep. But yeah, being be well read is a good, good thing to, to be. So mm-hmm. I need to. Even if it's all audiobooks. Yeah. <laughs> somebody read that book for you. Yeah, but there's no pictures in audiobooks. I like a good picture. Yeah, but you, I mean, isn't that the pictures in your mind? True. That's what a book yeah. is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's read by Morgan Freeman or or lesser. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they're not even famous, right? Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. (laughs) (sighs) All right. Thanks again to Mutton's Choice Gloves. Yeah, if you're powerlifting gloves, don't forget powerlifting gloves. They're just gloves unless you say powerlifting. And uh, yeah, if you got anything else in your mouth, spit it out. Uh, only ingest the finest Mutton's Choice powerlifting gloves. Uh, I think I'm. I thought you. I thought you were. Commercial. I thought you were going to make a plug for uh, Mutton powerlifting creatine or like Mutton powerlifting whey protein. No, the, the gloves are made of creatine and. Oh my um, god! Edible and, uh, gloves. Whey. Yeah, whey. You just eat protein. the gloves like after exactly. you, you, your workout. After you, you powerlift, you just ah, you just eat the gloves, the gloves. right off. That's that's Holy the that's the beauty shit. of the mutton's choice. <laughs> yeah, that's the beauty of the <laughs> mutton's choice. Of course it is. <laughs> uh, it'll be good to hang out with old Nick in a, in a yeah, few weeks. Yeah, you guys should have fun. Yeah, you guys should yeah. have fun. That'll be fun. You're gonna make him take you for to experience a, oh, the OG. I guess you guys are gonna meet at Tinley. He won't be bringing the vet. Now this will be a carpet fest. He's going to oh. carpet fest. Yeah, but at least I still at least he, not bringing the vet. rumors to that, but yeah, I'm not sure if he's still not bringing the vet. No, no, he'll fly. Yeah, out, I'm sure. Unless he wants a long car- cross country, him and Ryan could Thelma and Louise it across the across That'd be America. Fucking awesome! <laughs> that would be super uh, awesome. Getting chased by the cops and <laughs> I totally, I totally want to see that. Yeah, yeah, I think Photoshop might be a. Yeah. Ryan, let's make that happen. Come on. Come on, Ryan. Come on. I'll get a picture of them holding hands at Carpet Fest and we'll stick them in a. We'll just add, we can make that shit happen. Yeah. Bet and yeah. Have it going over a cliff. Yeah. yeah. That'll be good stuff. Yeah. If well, Owen can be a scholarly Wookiee, <laughs> those motherfuckers can be Thelma and Louise. Full shower. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Uh, Attend Carpet Fest. We only have a few more weeks until it's happening. Wish my co-host were coming along. That would be good. I know. What do you do? Sorry. What do you do? But it should be a good time. I'm excited to experience the OG Festival of the Carpets. It should be good times. I found out, do not expect them to have t-shirts there for sale. Buy your shirt before you come because they're on Teespring store. Not Gotcha. I got in trouble. I was on there... Uh, on the chat on their YouTube live cast or whenever they uh, record uh, last week sometime mm-hmm. well when is now you know like <laughs> whenever you're listening to this might be 
uh, far along after uh, Eric and Owen discussed Carpet Fest. But I asked, "Hey, can we purchase shirts there?" And because I didn't hear where they said they were, they're on Teespring. Oh, no. And, and no one's like, "Oh, the doctor wants something special." Oh, we'll have one for you. And Eric's like, "No, dude, I'll buy you one, and I'll have it there." You know, he's like oh, being nice, nice, and Owen's all ripping on me. So yeah, we can tell where the love comes from. Yeah. That's right. The Podfather is the yeah. But I told Listen, you, I bought mine on Teespring. It's getting shipped. I'll have mine. So if no you were all to. hairy like a Wookiee, you would be grumpy, too. <laughs> when when you're part Wookiee, that's, you know, trying to hide it from the world. That's right. Yeah, you would be grumpy. So now it'll be good to see the guys hang out. I get to travel with Rob. So that'll be fun to, you know, hang out with him again and go uh, herp out in Pennsylvania. Open Herping out. Hoping to add a couple species to the life list. Nice. Um, yeah, it should be a good time. I'm uh, looking forward to seeing some old friends and seeing make putting some faces to names if I can remember names. <laughs> I was gonna cool. say <laughs> <laughs> putting some faces uh, to. Uh, well, man, I'll see some faces. I'll, I'll see, see some, some faces. Yeah, yeah. I'll get some some faces, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll promptly forget the names that go with those faces, and then I'll be a jerk. Like introduce yourself, and then I'll forget. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Me, dude. That's, that's uh, me too. That's the way it goes. I have to like feel bad. Re- like after somebody says their name, I have to like sit there and go, okay. Yeah. Oh, Jim, I do. Jim. So Jim. I do that. I do yeah. that. Yeah. Then I forget it. And then I never forget it after I have to be like, hey, dude, what's your name? I'm really sorry. I know you just told me your name. What was it one more time? Yeah. Bob. Got it. I'll never forget. And I I don't. After that, after I embarrass myself and I have to ask. Once the embarrassment's there. Yeah, yeah. I never forget it. I don't know why my brain can't make the transition to asshole. Just remember it this time so you don't have to ask (laughs) next time. I don't know why it can't make that small pivot. But yep. it seems to not be able to. It doesn't so, happen. It's yeah. A, it's a conundrum. It's, I guess maybe that's age, too. I don't know. It's maybe it, brain damage. Never, yeah, never never could remember names. <laughs> Heidi's great at it. She remembers names. Like that is business. why you two completely. That's, that's why we're That's why we're a good couple. That's right. <laughs> yep. Well, um, anything else we need to talk about? We mentioned the Gecko Symposium at Tinley in October. Get your um, tickets. Carpet Fest, August 12th for Carpet Fest. Be there. Um, don't be buy there. your shirts there, though. Don't 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 expect a shirt Don't there. do that. Don't, unless don't, you're, don't. Unless you're special like me and get special that, Unless treatment. you're special, <laughs> yep, that's right. Yeah. And oh, if, you, uh, if you need special treatment, you got to go to Owen for it. Yeah, there you go. Owen gives all the special treatment at Carpet Fest. Oh, I guess maybe I can't talk about that. Never mind. Don't talk about that. What? Yeah, carpet. Or, Can you talk about uh, that with me? Really, Python's Radio is getting a new podcast. So <gasps> that's, all, that's all I'll leave it at. But. Are, are Mutton and Lucas finally publishing? Oh, no, no, not. Oh those. my yeah. god, that's an old did, podcast. That did, is, that, is that is is that going to happen? I don't know. I, I don't know the mind of Mutton. Yeah, what is he Lucas, like? I think to, Lucas said is they he have trying a few, to build back tension. Now I, he's I like, I don't know. We'll just. We'll just make it so mysterious. He told me come out like of nowhere. He, he told me he wanted to have like five or six episodes in the can before he released one, so he wouldn't like make a big deal. Like here's the pot, but they already put out the little teaser and they already said yeah. they were doing it. So it's like, well, 
the it's kind of out of the bag already and everybody's just getting impatient or like come on dude just release the thing you know so i don't know one of those things so hopefully we'll hear some mutton and lucas podcasts here soon but i'm not holding my breath <laughs> but it's another one it's not that one it's a different one Come on, from some, release, from some release the audio. Oh, I book, can't. Nick. I can't. I, I'm just gonna do a little spoiler for everybody. No, it's not a spoiler. Teaser. A I'm teasing you all. I'm I'm a herpetoculturalist, not a herpetologist. <laughs> uh, so yeah, listen for uh, the Podfather to uh, make an announcement at some point. I suppose he'll get the word out. I'm sure he he did announce it in the chat. So. You can go check it out there, aren't you? In the chat, Chuck. Yeah, but I think my <laughs> notifications were going crazy, so I turned them off. Oh, so, yeah, like, I'll pop it. into the chat every once. No, dude, I, I'm telling you, like, I am disengaging majorly with <laughs> social okay. media stuff. Fair so, enough. get off. Yeah, his I know. No, it, dude, it's not like that. It, it's not like that. It's just, I just, I'm leaving. I, I just don't draw a lot of like satisfaction out of it anymore. Sure. You know, I, yeah. I, I like what I like. I have what I like. <laughs> I'm doing what I like and, and I'm yeah. good, you know, like, yeah. so no, no, I don't know. It's, as it, long as you don't make the announcement, I'm yeah. leaving Facebook and then come back <laughs> a week later. So what's going on guys? <laughs> what's new? <laughs> So after a much uh, uh, hot, long Screw hiatus, you guys. I'm, uh, I'm back. So <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll be going through my emails, and <laughs> if uh, I don't get to you right away, uh, I will soon. <laughs> I think it's a good sign of a sound mind to leave social media, probably pretty frequently. So yeah, that's probably I mean, shows. I uh, yeah, I'm not. I just I just don't engage with it yeah. like you know like I mean I like I, I like pretty pictures of snakes so Instagram yeah. suits me well yep I like and I do I I scroll Instagram a lot but mm. I don't like you know Facebook or you know yeah. just I I just don't I do like a lively discussion but they usually devolve so quickly you don't get much out of them yeah yeah it's kind of tricky I do like a lively <sighs> discussion. anyway oh. speaking of which visit the Morelia Python's radio. Uh, website then you can see all the cool podcasts they have <laughs> and uh, what a all? great network all of them well I don't know about all now <laughs> the new one so Stay I guess tuned. we'll see when Eric and Owen will make Stay that announcement but should be a good one should be a cool one yeah so alright well guess we're out anything else to announce nope okay Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this little discussion on Reptile Fight Club. I have nothing to give you all. Good night. Fight Club. Fight Club.